Man. Hey, that's two in a row, boys. No issues, no glitches, no nothing. Knock on whatever wood you got. Oh, fuck. I got to go. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> See you, boys. Every sports fan has an opinion. Well, these are ours. Ours. Welcome to Brock and Pep's Unsportsmanlike Convo. And here are your hosts, Brock Fleming and Pep Cariotti. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's January 18th, 2022. Joining me as always on the other screen is... uh, P Dog Coaster, UC Coaster Cariotti. <laughs> wearing no Steelers gear this week because that is nope. that. Nope. Um, I'm your host, Brock Fleming, and we are going to get into, well, I mean, it's super wild card weekend. I don't know if we want to go right into it or what you want to do, but I'm telling you, this, uh, I like the new format. I like the extra week. I like the games. I even trash talked the Monday night, but I loved it. The fact that I had another game to watch. Um, so, it, I mean, it was good. We've put out the the link, so we may have people calling in tonight, in which case they get in the green room and they can turn their camera off and, and give us some questions or feedback if they want to. Obviously, mm-hmm. we encourage uh, active comments. If you have those, we'll address as many as we can during the show. Um, with the Cap City Beats, I think we're still a little bit behind the eight ball and trying to figure out how to get those comments so that we can see with StreamYard and stuff. So we apologize if you are putting comments in that one and we're not getting to them. Then please just let us know and we'll try and figure out the tech on that side. But YouTube and Facebook will have all those uh, those questions and comments coming in. Nice. Oh, I don't know where you want to go. I, I like it's a, it's no, a big there's one. only one direction to go, pal. I mean, we're going for it's all pigskin today, and uh, you know, there's uh, we were going to talk. We were going to talk a little bit of hockey again. The Oilers are a bit of a mess. I know uh, Leon Drysaddle got into it with a with a reporter, but again, and I feel like I'm a broken record. I, I'm so out of tune with hockey right now. Um, you know, the Canadians lost Battle of the Basement. They lost to the Phoenix Coyotes uh, yesterday. They played Dallas tonight. They just hired a new GM who I've never heard of. Apparently, he's a player agent. Uh, I've just I've given up. I've, I've stopped. I've tuned out completely. Uh, I don't know what to say. Sorry, I just tuned you out there completely. No. <laughs> you know, let's get ready. Hey, who's, who's doing the let's get ready to rumble? Is that Michael Buffer? <laughs> I don't know. I can imagine it'd be probably click the the term so we can see your face and who's uh, doing it. But did you Could see him not, last night? Uh, you know what? He's so 1998. Like, I mean, I'm, he is the, the, the last guy I would hire as a hype man in pro sports. I mean, he's still got the voice and all that, but apparently. Apparently that whole, like, let's get ready to rumble was his brother who patented that, right? Like, uh, there was a bit of a controversy there. There might have been even, like, uh, some uh, litigation with regards to who has the copyright on it or... I, I don't know. Uh, Is there an issue with that one? Because his, his brother's got the, are you ready for the UFC? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, I, 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 I was trying to explain to my kids. I'm like, I'm like, oh, that guy. I'm like, that's kind of fun. I said, do you know how much that guy gets paid every time he says it? And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, every time he, like, says it, it's something like... I don't know. It used to be a hundred thousand dollars. Now it's probably more. They're like, what do you mean? They, like, they're just words. <laughs> like, I know, but he trademarked. I was trying I to explain that to them. And anyway, he's. Uh, it was good. Hey, it was a pretty good atmosphere. Um, you know, I don't know. You want to start with that game? Do we start with start the Monday with, night game? No. Well, no. Let's start. Let's start with the week that just passed. Uh, from the from like the let's go Saturday 
Sunday, and then we'll talk about the Rams to finish off before we move on to the uh, chronological. Game. I like it. Smart. Yeah, let's do it. You're smart. So, that like, guy. Saturday games. I think we the first game of the uh, of the um, that weekend was Saturday. It was I believe it was the early game for four o'clock, if I'm not mistaken. It was the Raiders at Cincinnati. Um, obviously, Cincinnati won that game, twenty-six to nineteen, which I thought was a little bit closer considering how that game started. I thought that game might have been a little bit uh, bigger margin, but uh, credit to the Raiders for keeping it close. What did you think about that game? You know, pros and cons as uh, since he moves on to Tennessee next week. Like, what did you see from Cincy that um, was good, bad, and you know, maybe things that they have to work on as they move towards Tennessee. You know, I got to say the the O line protected Burroughs fairly well. Um, Crosby had a, a still a, a really good game, so I would have liked a little bit more of a, um, I guess, a game plan to slow him down. So he was, you know, again they they show the the uh, pro uh, pro football focus rankings of each player like when they're showing the lineup now, which is really cool. It kind of shows you like where they stack up, but if you notice. Like, the Bengals are very strong on the left side of the line, pretty below average on the right side. Crosby is the only guy who's, you know, in the top 20 probably for his position on the D-line, and he's going up always against the right tackle. You know what I mean? So they're trying to get um, Crosby in an ideal matchup, which they had. Now, again, Mm -hmm. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more um, systematic – group blocking to to take care of him but overall i thought that the Bengals gave burrows enough time to be effective which he was i found that higgins was a little bit off his game uh uh that weekend uh luckily uh chase sort of picked it up but the Bengals looked really good to me overall i thought you know they i think they're going to be a, a pretty decent test for the titans moving forward this week but um I don't know. I was I was going for the Bengals because I hadn't seen the Bengals do much uh, in a long time. You know, they had Icky Woods out before the game. Icky Woods is now the refrigerator Woods. He's a big dude. <laughs> I don't know if you saw well, him or listen, not. But... This is not like – Icky Woods was 1988, you know, and we're – like, now it's easy to say, well, 1990 was bad our day. 1990 was, like, ages ago. You know, I feel so old. Actually, I was having a conversation with a kid the other day about Vince Carter, and he'd never heard of him. I mean, that's, you the know. The reason crazy. you're bringing a segue in for that, that's hilarious. Because I just watched the Vince Carter documentary on, it was on Prime. It was originally yeah. Crackle. Watched it. Obviously. Pretty good. Very good. At the end of the credits show up, the director's Justin Polk. I'm like, Justin Polk? I'm like, that's one of my old teammates at Colgate. Send him a message. Say, hey, Justin, just watch your video. Things awesome. You know, whatever. He says, oh, thanks a lot for watching. You know, I'm glad you liked it. So, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm Canadian. Vince Carter is like an icon up here, right? Like what he did for basketball in Canada, and I kind of went off a little bit. And I was just like, you know what? It brought me all, it brought me right back to that. And he messaged yeah. me today. He's like, little known, or it's his unknown fact. He's like, uh, uh, the quarterback who came, who came in right after I graduated, um, uh, Chris Brown, not the singer, but he was a quarterback at Colgate. Anyway, grew up with Vince Carter, and like his brother was like his best man at his wedding and stuff. Anyway, so Justin has this big connection too. Anyway, it was awesome, but um, just kind of funny how you're bringing it up. But the fact that somebody doesn't know who Vince Carter is in Canada, that's a shame. So Vince Carter, I mean, 1999, 2000, Icky Woods was 
uh, you know, 15 years prior to that or 12 years prior to that. It's crazy how time flies by. But, yeah, it was good to see Icky Woods, the big man. I've seen him in a couple of commercials, actually. But, you know, I'll start with Cincy. I, you know, they started off so well. Like, the, Chase looked like he was unstoppable the first couple of drives. They were moving the ball really well. And my only concern with Cincy moving forward to next week is they kind of took their foot off the gas. Now, I don't know if that was a little bit of the Raiders making adjustments and maybe playing a little bit of good offense themselves or or just inexperience and not knowing that, hey, you got to keep your foot on the pedal here. Like, you know, if you watch the Buffalo game, which we'll talk about, you know, those you can't let up. And uh, we saw that. We saw the Raiders uh, come down. I, the Raiders were confusing. We'll, we'll talk about them in a second. But I really thought the Bengals, if they could do anything better, it was don't take your foot off the gas. You know, because you're uh, you just never know in the NFL, and like a, a two touchdown lead can evaporate pretty quickly. So, if I'm the Bengals, I you know I, I try to find a little bit better balance. I don't think they use Mixon enough. Definitely not. Um, you know, and it, you mentioned it. I, I noticed as well that T Higgins was a little off his game. Thankfully, they had Boyd to to cover some of his uh, that provide a secondary receiver to chase. But you know, Azuma played pretty well. Their tight end, uh, like they have a balanced offense. They just. I just thought they took their, their foot off the pedal for a bit there. Yeah, and I mean, Oakland, Oakland, the Raiders have, <laughs> like, they're notorious for having those last second pushes and stuff. So, you know, when you talk about not taking your foot off the gas, you also got to know your opponent and where their strengths are and where they've pulled out these fourth-quarter comebacks. And, and Carr has been really good in the fourth quarter. I mean, he ended up throwing yep. for over 300 yards. But, like, if you do take it off and start playing a little bit more relaxed defense, whatever – the Raiders are going to make you pay. And yep. honestly, the Raiders played pretty well. Like, they in the second half, I thought they played a lot better than they did in the first. There was, I don't know, I would have liked to have seen, um, I don't know, Jacob's a bit more into the game, um, you know, established that. They got a pretty decent line. Like, use that sort of, I don't know, scheme to set up some more, throws for for Derek but when you get down you're kind of put in that situation I think that's kind of where mm-hmm. the Raiders ended up finding themselves well let's pivot to the Raiders here like I actually really liked uh how they finished the game I thought they played three quarters of good football um yeah you know I don't know I'm just not uh it's like they do just enough to be in the games but they have the talent to be much better and I think but you know, I think the, that window is closed with that current group. I think that's it. I think they fired Mike Mayock, the GM. So they're, you know, I'm not sure if they're going to want to retain some of his guys. I believe Derek Carr's open season now. So I mean, there's teams that can use him: the Saints, the Steelers, uh, namely. I the didn't Colts. see him on because uh, that was something I was going to ask you in terms of Ben, uh, or at least I was prepared to ask you to see what you thought. And I was looking to see what free agents for quarterbacks are going to be in 2022. And Carr wasn't one of them on the list. I don't think I noticed. Um, now, I could be wrong. I'd have to go – well, I am could as we're trade, talking. But know, they could trade for him. Yeah. But there's also – I heard that, like, Derek Carr is going to make a big, uh, you know, convincing push for uh, Devontae Adams, who's a free agent, to join him in, in Vegas. And there's mm. – they got a connection there. I can't remember if they played together mm. or if there was – there's something. Anyway, they're – they have a close relationship, and he's already said, like, when he's a free agent, I'm going to try and <laughs> sweet-talk him over, like schmooze him to get over to, to Vegas. So it'll be mm. interesting to uh, to say, yeah, a Facebook user brought up Russell Wilson. You know, he's exploring options. You know what I mean? Like, well, a guy like that is Russell Vegas, Wilson, though, I mean, a guy that 
would fit well in Pittsburgh. Uh, let's get to that later. Well, whatever. Yeah, but look, uh, just with the Raiders, you know, there's the talent is there. They have a good running back. They have um, uh, probably one of the top five tight ends in the NFL. Uh, I love Derek Waller, by the way. I love the person. I love the the player. The I love story. everything about that guy. Um, the story. Uh, I, I like Hunter Renfro. I'm not sure he's a number one quite yet. I mean, he's close. Um, but they really missed that burner up the field. I think. I mean, no, like, I'm not. Rugs deserved what he got, but losing him hurt because he actually just he, he took the top off the the defenses. At the very least, a threat. And as good as Zay Jones played, and you know Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson, I was going to say yeah. pretty well. But you know these guys are like band aids, right? You know you're not looking to Zay Jones or or Deshaun Jackson long term. Those guys were just sort of fill-ins. Um, so they you know they need they need a secondary receiver. Uh, Josh Jacobs played well. Their offensive line will continue to grow. So there's there's players there. The question is, does the new GM keep these guys? I mean, does or does he want to build his own system and his own team? And uh, you know Mike Mayock, I don't I don't think he did a terrible job, but. Uh, I don't think he was qualified for the position. I'm surprised they hired him actually um, from the NFL Network. You know, so we'll, well see what happens with the new GM if they want to bring in his own guys. I mean, we could be looking at Carr taking a hike. You know, Marcus Mariota sitting there as a backup. He could be a starter for a few teams. It's confusing what he's doing back there actually, but we'll see what happens. Mayock's one of those guys, though. Like, you're if the Raiders are using his draft analysis and player analysis in college for some of their decision-making process. Like, that was his bread and butter, right? That's what he was doing. He was doing the, mm-hmm. the drafts and the college. But, guys, if you're using that already in some of your uh, rankings or evaluation criteria, then why wouldn't you say, you know what, let's just hire this guy? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we obviously like the information he's giving. We're following some of those, those tips and, and how he's doing it. So let's just hire him, and that way we're the only ones getting it. So I'm not – you know, I, it didn't turn out that great. And uh, that was one thing I wanted to do today, too, was put together a list of the, the guys that he act, that actually came in under his watch kind of thing and just to kind of see where they are. But, um, you know, anyway, he's out. It's, it's a culture change coming through there. Um, yeah. You know, it's, are they going to keep the coach that's uh, the interim coach? Are they going to look for somebody he new? I heard, job. you know, Jim Harbaugh, I heard his name. His name's bounced ah, around for everything. I don't see that happening. Geez. I like the coach hey. that they have. I think I heard he yeah. gave them all like notes and stuff after saying like, you know, great season and something about Yeah. Uh, anyway, just something where he's connecting with the players anyway. Um, I, I like he did a great job. So he deserves an opportunity at the very least. So just uh, I mean I just brought up the comment for uh uh from Mike Ferrer when he talked about some defense alignment. He, that's a great point. I forgot about that. There was a couple uh, of Trey key... Henderson is back. He'll be back. He practiced today. He'll be back for the the game this weekend. But that also affects because they didn't have a rotation moving in that late in that second half. So yeah. they weren't able to get that pressure and rotate their guys in and mm. uh, and whatever. And you could you could tell that it does look like oh they're they're taking their foot off the gas. But I think they're just gassed. Period. Some of those D linemen. So they missed some of those uh, uh, the the numbers. Yeah, I, I was but. thinking more on offense. I thought, you know, they like, you know, you put up, uh, I don't know what they put up in the first half, but it seemed like the, they had 17, I think, in the first half. It was 20 so to 13 were, at halftime. So they only put up six points in the second half. Part of that is the Raiders, you know, controlling the clock a little bit, but part of it also was I thought the Bengals took their foot off the gas. And that's a young team, right? They're learning on the fly here that in the NFL, you, you, you can't stop. You're not just going to, like, the Raiders aren't just going to roll over at halftime. So. 
Um, yeah. Trevor Boyd. So since the offense has so much potential, in my opinion, if my they hope God. to make the Super Bowl in the future, they need to focus on defense, which I agree, but I think they also need to. You can't have such a discrepancy between the left side and right side of your offensive line. You need to even that out. So mm-hmm. I think they still need to get and bolster that offensive line because it was horrible a couple of years ago, the last couple of years. Yeah. So it's starting to come back, but they need to find another couple of key pieces there to really – uh, to really make that offensive click. They got all the, the, the requirements and the skill sets, but they need those big guys to be able to utilize a Burroughs and the receiving core and mix in all those guys. So um, they're missing a couple pieces there. I don't, I, don't, I don't think they're missing much. I think they're missing a, a left uh, left or right tackle. Right tackle. Oh, camera. It was a le- right tackle. They're not missing much, guys. They're, they, did, they spent a ton of money on their defense this offseason, a ton of money. And uh, they're... I'm vastly improved from the last couple of years and they're more disciplined. I mean, you remember they had perfect and Pac-Man Jones and all these idiots. Um, you know, um, they lost, you know, Atkins, uh, Carlos Dunlap. Those Carlos guys are Dunlap. gone. Yeah. You know, um, those guys are gone. And uh, they brought in like Trey Hendrickson's awesome. I mean, they, they did a, They did a good job. They spent wisely. And uh, I think all that's left for them is to solidify their offensive line and maybe find mixing a little bit of a, some help in the, as a backup. You know, uh, and then uh, look out. I mean, that's that team's going to be a headache for the uh, AFC North. Anyways, let's move on to that late game uh, that night, which was, uh, yeah, I think too. I don't know too many people who were disappointed. There's only like maybe I only know two or three Patriots fans. Uh, you know why that is? Because Tom Brady's gone and they're not winning. Because yeah. if Tom Brady was there and they were still winning, you would know that you have probably about forty. Patriot fans yeah. and whatever. It seems like everybody was a Patriots fan for the longest time. Anyway, they've moved on. It seems some of them, some of them are Brady fans. Probably jumped and I don't know if you saw that meme with all the Patriots fans. The guys yeah. wearing a Mac Jones jersey and then they lose and he walks over light switch and like flips it off and mm-hmm. on. All of a sudden he's got the Brady Bucks jersey on and he's like, "All right, mm-hmm. yep, well, here we go." Well, let's start with uh, let's start with the Patriots. Uh, if I'm if I'm the Patriots, uh, I'm in trouble. I mean they. Not only did they not be able, they weren't able to move the ball, but they gave up 47. You know, that's that's like, hey, we've been hanging our head on our defense. We got everybody back from the COVID year, you know. Um, and then what? And then you got you got a four spot on you. Like, I mean, that's that's big time. No punts, no turnovers, no field goal attempts. They scored a touchdown on every. So it should have been 49, right? They missed two extra points. So it was 49 to 17 essentially. Um, uh, Bills just completely dominated, and, and you know if you're the Patriots, you go back and you say, okay, well, I thought we had our defense in check, but that's clearly not the case. Forty nine points in a playoff game in bad weather. They have a lot of problems right now, and they're going to lose some guys this off season. So if you're the Patriots, where do you start? That's a good question. I think you get a new coach. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> And we've all lost. And all that's it. Yeah. Oh, just all the viewers are down. They're like, what the? Or, or the green room is just lighting up yeah. with people. Um, <clears throat> no, I mean, you're, <laughs> you're established in the front office. Like, none of that stuff is going to be changing. It's really going to be a matter of, um, you know, I think getting a, a bit of the confidence back, I think, is, is actually going to be one of the big things. Like, that, the young guys getting the swagger. You know, like um, the Patriots for the longest time always had that uh, um, the mental edge. 
Yeah. And I think this year, uh, Belichick, I don't know. I think he was working on it. You know what I mean? I think they also exceeded expectations this year. They knew they would be better, but I don't think they were expecting to, um, you know, to maybe not even make the playoffs. With an extra team, mm-hmm. maybe they do. But um, I just I just don't know what the expectations were exactly this year. So when you talk about, like, key pieces, their receiving core is pretty bleak. Um, mm. You know, so that's a spot where I would go. Their run game was pretty good. Um, I like the, you know, the the plethora of backs they have back there. DeAndre Stevenson's a big guy. I think he's going to work himself into even more playing time next year and, f- and fit in really well. Their blocking scheme is good, all that kind of stuff. Mac Jones is a good uh, game manager. Uh, you know, he, he does pick up things really quickly, it seems, uh, picks up the offense really quickly, which we've talked about already that we thought that he might be the most successful one out of the class for at least the the first, you know, probably five years, really, uh, given the situation he's going into versus Jacksonville and all that kind of stuff. But <clears throat> I find that the receiving core is really, there's there's just, there's nobody there. I mean, Bourne is Bourne the, the best receiver they have, like, Nikhil Harry, uh, Nikhil Harry, the Canadian, I don't know, hasn't done a whole lot. So I think that's a spot where they need to kind of focus and get sort of some new blood in there. And, you know, they need a guy, they need a Hunter Renfro or like a Cooper Cup or something like that for the style of offense that they run. And if they mm-hmm. can land somebody like that, even a, you know, like really like a Cole Beasley or somebody like that, like he's a little past his prime, but like he's, he's that kind of receiver. And when you get mm-hmm. that, um, you know, they've, they've started to really work in Hunter Henry from a tight end spot. So tight ends and those, those shifty little timing slots, that was the bread and butter of their offense for the longest time with Brady. And then that would open up saying, you know what, we got to, we got to jump down on these if we want to stop them. If not, they're going to nickel and diamonds the whole field. Mm. And then he'll take a shot over top. They need a couple of those guys to fit in. So I think that's really the biggest area that they can improve on. Mm. I- John U. Jones might be safe to say that it was, this was a disappointing year. I mean, they spent a ton of money on the tight ends, right? They wanted to get the solidify the line, which they did. Really like uh, what they did with their with their offensive line. Uh, they got the two tight ends, Renf, Renf, uh, Renfro, Henry, and uh, John U. Jones. I think I just I didn't hear much of Jones this year. I think I know he battled some injuries, but you're bang on. I mean, their offensive line is probably one of the best in the NFL. It's they don't have any weapons. They don't have anybody, uh, you know, like you, like you mentioned, Bourne and uh, Myers was the second highest Harry, one, D- six D- for Kobe 40. Myers. These guys are pedestrian at best. So if they can get a weapon or two, either free agency or, or spend some on the draft, because they really don't have to spend any draft capital on offensive line unless they're, unless they're losing a guy or two. That offensive line was awesome. My issue with the Patriots um, b- before this game was definitely not defense. This game is going to have to make them rethink how they play in defense because Josh Allen was unstoppable. And, again, you dropped 49 points in a playoff game. I understand the atmosphere was crazy. I understand Buffalo was pumped, right? This was Buffalo's Super Bowl to a certain degree. You know, they wanted to make a statement. (laughs) It better not be. This is, is, you know, and that's a concern. We'll talk about that as we move on to the next week's games. But, like, you know, Buffalo came out and said, we're going to kick your ass, (laughs) and they did. And they absolutely did. So I'm imp- I was impressed with Buffalo uh, to, like, I can't even tell you how good they looked. But if I'm New England, I'm in trouble. Like, you know, you're, you brought back Kyle Van Noy. You had all those guys come back. The linebackers came back. All your secondary is probably one of the best in the NFL. And you got torched. 
So major concerns there. Was it just a, is it one off? Is it a freak sort of like, oh, Buffalo just played the perfect game? You got to really look at yourself now and say, what do we got to do here? I mean, you know, they had, uh, they got a couple of guys on their defensive line guy, um, another fella, I can't remember his name, but they're, you know, they're holding their spot, but they got, they got run over. Buffalo definitely showed their dominance. And speaking of, I mean, what more can you say about the Bills' performance other than unstoppable? Josh Allen was unstoppable. <laughs> if he wasn't throwing darts, he was running guys over. I mean, he didn't run out of bounds or slide. He was running through guys. Now, we, of course, we can talk about how that's maybe at the tail end of his career that's going to maybe hurt him. And who cares? Maybe, but yeah, right now, what, who, cares? who cares? The guy cares? is just a monster. Jim so, Kelly, well, you know, at the tail end of his career, if he could have said, you know what, if I had ran another guy or two over in those Super Bowls and had a ring, he'd change it and say, you know what, great, I'll, I'll, I'll exchange that. But I got to say, I've been Josh Allen's biggest critic. Not his biggest critic, probably, but I've been hard on hard, him. Not, and, yeah, sure. You know, I just, I haven't been sold on him 100%. I'm still, I'm still not there. I'm getting there. But... What he did was all the thing was one of the things that was my biggest pet peeves was you know, after he signed the big contract and people would be like, you know, you got to stay in the pocket of him or find those open guys throw. And it seemed like he was trying to, he was trying to force that too much. And then he would end up getting sacked or trying to like dipsy doodle in the back and get and lose yardage. What he didn't do during this playoff game was be indecisive. He made a decision and went with it. And I got to say, that was the biggest turning point for me that I had seen him do. So he was ready to throw the ball. He was making his reads better. And if the reads were not there, he wasn't hesitant to run. As soon as it was like, hey, there's, an, there's a glimpse of like, I'm not throwing the ball, he's gone. He's making positive yards on plays that otherwise during the season, I found like he would try and stretch out too long to try and get this like real big Hail Mary there's such a discrepancy between regular season NFL games and the way you play in the playoffs. And that's for almost every sport. Like you see hockey's different. You know what I mean? Hockey's different. Basketball is probably different to a point as well. Like it's just, it's just different. The intensity is there. The mistakes are, are amplified. And a lot, you know, as we'll see in some of the Sunday, Monday games, there's guys who can't hack that. Josh Allen stepped up. And did what he had to do. And that's exactly what I wanted to see was a guy take control of the game. Yeah, it was 49, but when he, even early in the game, when he had to, it was downhill. It wasn't being too cute. And either, like you said, he was finding the open guy or, or throwing some pretty accurate balls, or he was running and running to, to be effective in the playoffs. And that's what's going to be the difference maker between Buffalo Winning or losing next week in Kansas City and going further is how he brings that mentality to it, and I was really pleased to see it. Yep. So Buffalo, I mean, uh, keep running the ball. They they committed to the run to a certain degree with the with Singletary, you know, off mainly off tackle, but that's good. Uh, what do we got here? Facebook user are the Bills for real? They are hot and cold. Big playoff win is nice. But they also lost to the Jags in the regular season. You know what? The Jags beat a couple of teams in the regular season. They beat the Colts for they a beat playoff. the Colts so, for our you know, boy P Dog. Some, sometimes <laughs> matchups matter, right? Like, you know, there's there's certain matchups like the the Raptors can't beat the worst team in the league, the Pistons, but they go and beat Milwaukee the next night. Sometimes it's just a matchup thing. 
So uh, just not sure I can really trust them well. yet because uh, he was talking yeah. about being up and down and stuff like that. You know what? One of the probably the best thing that happened to the Bills was to start off fairly hot, which they did, but to have the Patriots push forward and all of a sudden the Bills found themselves out of the playoffs. I think mm-hmm. that was a perfect time for them to sort of have a bit of a wake-up call and say, look, we're not going to coast. What we did last year and all that kind of stuff and, and the success, we're not just going to naturally build off it. We need to bring a different mentality. And I mm-hmm. find that after once they were out, the Bills started to really play a little bit more desperate football. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it was, the, it was intensified. They needed to make it. And I think that was actually probably one of the biggest turning points for the Bills and really helped them. I never like those teams like, you know, when uh, Brady, they were undefeated in the regular season and kind of walking through people, then they lose in the Super Bowl because they weren't challenged. They didn't have that, um, you know, that uh, adversity they needed to overcome. And I think the Bills getting that like, hey, this week we are technically out of the playoffs right now. We better do something. And they Mm -hmm. started to play better. So, hey, I think that actually might be a blessing in disguise. I think that's also leading up to like you know the the what the NFL wanted with this week 17 and an additional team in the playoffs is that more of these games matter and the Bills could you know in years past maybe the Bills could have found themselves easily solidifying a playoff spot in week 15 and play nothing for week 16 with the with this additional team and additional week now they're playing you know most of these games the, the last I mean there were only a, a couple of games that didn't matter week 17 so that's a, this is a great, uh, it's a great thing. And um, it's a great comment. That was from yeah. uh, Drew, Drew Pepper. Pepper as well. Drewski, Darcy boy. Now, um, producer okay, Mike let's... put a comment in the back that Derek Carr apparently signed on as a spokesman for Revlon Eyeliner. Is that a joke or is that for real? <laughs> I'm assuming it's a joke. But it's a joke. He, All he right. pulls it let's off. Move on All to, right. Let's move on to the Sunday game. The first game of that uh, of uh, the Sunday itinerary was the, jeez, uh, the Eagles at the Bucks. I mean... You know, I mean, it's hard to blame Jalen Hurts. You know, like what do you what are you going to do, right? Like he's it's a tough position, tough place to play. Buccaneers have a pretty good defense, but at halftime, when when things aren't going well, and you know you've got a backup who's who led the team to a couple of wins towards the end of the season, you pull Jalen Hurts aside. Look, you're you're our guy, um, but it's just not working today. Like we're going to go this way because we want to try and get to the next round. Um, they should have made a move. Uh, you know, he was he was overthrowing guys. He was j- jittery in the pocket. You know, I thought Minshew could have been, at the very least, just a little bit more calm in the, in the huddle. He, you could tell it was too big a situation for Hertz At this juncture, he's done a great job this year. He's their guy. I like him. But for today, uh, for that day, no. Nah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, this Minshew scream a, a playoff winning quarterback no no, no. You, but you're, t- you're bringing in a relief pitcher i mean you, he's not your starter but at that but point you, do you just like you bring somebody in during a playoff game halftime what was the score halftime where am it i was right bad now? zero you know they had zero like so you, it was 17 nothing and half 17 nothing at half that's you get the ball back at the beginning of the second half maybe you know you're down seven hurts i would have liked they to have seen nothing. more you know, use his legs a bit more. I mean, the the one that he missed, uh, Smith, I think it was, in the end zone that ended up being picked off right at the end of the half, right? Because they just had a good drive, and they if he had hit that ball, that would have been mm-hmm. a touchdown with under a minute left in the half, I think, which would have brought mm-hmm. a lot closer. Throws a pick. Um, yeah, I mean, it really, 
it all depends on what you're trying to do, what you're trying to accomplish from an organizational perspective. Is Jalen Hurts your guy? Are you moving on with him? Like, is he going to be your guy next year? Then you stay with him and say, we're going with you. If you're not, then you can, you can switch it. You know what I mean? If you're like, look, we're getting rid of him in the offseason anyway, then you go with Minshew. But if not, if like Minshew's not your your franchise quarterback. He's not the guy that's going to be there for 10 years leading you down to the playoffs. He hasn't shown anything to to warrant that. He's a good, you know, filler. He's a, you know, he's exciting cuz he has a mustache and whatever. And wears jorts to the friggin' field. So he's got a personality. That sure fits Fitzy had that too. So you'd have, you know, a couple of successful games and stuff like that. And you think, oh, Fitzpatrick is Fitz Magic and whatever. But if Hertz is your guy, you stick with your guy. If he's not, if you switch it at halftime, that's kinda like we're moving on from him. That's my that's my take. I just don't think you do well, you that. Because then what happens? What do you do at the end? They, they get through that game, then you put Minchu in for the next one? You know what I mean? No, like you, uh, no, you're making that decision. Hey, that's a that's a it's a tough conversation to have. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it was they lost. So it wasn't whether they pulled him or not, or whether he's their guy or not. They basically just said, "Look, you're our guy," even though we haven't shown anything other than that one drive before the half. He was awful, and he was he, again in the pocket. He, he didn't show a, a very a, a lot of pocket presence. You know, he he uh, should have taken off earlier a couple of times. He held onto the ball a couple of times too long. I mean, again first second year guy that's normal you're going to see that first playoff game it's a big thing you're playing for philly it's a tough fan base but i thought Minshew, you know he played really well a couple of games uh, towards the end of the season and even if he comes in for 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 a half for the half and you know you, you pull hurts aside and you say look you're our guy next week win or lose we're not going to pull a rob johnson on you you're our guy but right now we got to win a game and this matchup isn't great for you because tampa's got a, a fast defense so Anyway, the whole the game itself was boring. Tampa, there's really what's what's there to talk about in terms of Tampa. They played good defense. Um, you know, Tom was awesome actually. Um, Tom was Tom, and he's throwing to nobody. I mean, not even Mike Evans is Mike Evans had a good game, but I mean, I couldn't even tell you how these other guys, Tyler Johnson, and who else who else was on their receiving core. I mean, that wasn't a well. Gronkowski you know, got five for thirty one. Gio Bernard, yeah. so he likes to throw to backs. You know, that was yeah. five of thirty nine. Uh, but yeah, Cameron Brait, you got Vaughn, uh, Scotty Miller, Perriman, OJ Howard. You know, we spread it out one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Which Perriman is that? Uh, Burchard. Burchard. Okay, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hey, one for five. I don't make look anybody look good. That's how accurate he is. So, you know, we'll see. They've got a tough matchup coming up, but I don't have a whole lot to add to the Buccaneers. I mean, I think they were expected to win. I chose the Eagles, actually, but uh, well, there you know, uh, it was a eight and a half point spread. And actually, if the Eagles had scored one more touchdown and the two point because they needed two of those, I thought I'll maybe get one late and do it. Yeah, cover the spread, be uh, be good to go. But they anyway. did not. So let's get onto uh, what I thought was the game of the uh, a game of the weekend, uh, even before it actually kicked off. Uh, the 49ers at the Cowboys. Uh, 49ers, like I, I was commenting to on our page during the day that the 49ers, I didn't realize they had 25 guys left over from the Super Bowl team. And I don't care what anyone says. You make the Super Bowl, you're pretty good. And if you can bring back half of the roster in today's for era of free agency, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a, a winning DNA that you've got in your locker room. They got healthy. Um, they... I think 
found their identity again, which was, you know, run, run, play action. That's Jimmy's, that's Jimmy's MO. You're not going to sit Jimmy back there and have him throw it 50 times. It's just not your offense, right? I need a, I need a clip of Kramer just talking to Jimmy or whatever, or the guy on yeah. Seinfeld. <laughs> oh, Jimmy doesn't. Th- oh, J- <laughs> anyway. But hey, I, that's his thing. And, you know, he, if everyone's the, uh, on Jimmy for always throwing that one bad interception. You know what? You're going to take it. He's going to throw one bad one every game. It's it's just the time of the game that he throws it and, uh, you know, the situation of where you are in the field, all that good stuff. But all in all, the Niners are good. Debo Samuel is like a bigger version of Tyreek Hill, it feels like. Like he's just a, that guy is all over the field. So you've got a good solid run game. You've got a good offensive line. You got my favorite tight end in the NFL, all time tight end. I love George Kittle. And then you got some receivers who can make plays. That Ayuk guy is really good. So you've got him and Debo Samuel. You got some weapons on there. Huh, that, that team's going to be tough. And they're, where are they going next week? Are they the, going into Green Bay? They're the yeah. ones? Yeah, they're going to Green Bay. So I'm going to give, before we, you know, dump on the Cowboys, which is easy to do considering how that game ended, I want to give all the credit to the Niners because for the most part they dominated that game. Yeah, I, hey, I can't disagree with you. I mean, I can disagree with Jimmy. Uh, I mean, what was he, 172, 16 to 25 for 172 in interception. Uh, <laughs> A bad interception. Too. Yeah, like <laughs> nothing Garoppolo well, does is like – that that's going to be a sticking point because what's going to happen just like they did in the Super Bowl they're going to make they're, they're, they are going to make Jimmy throw the ball 40 times 50 times a mm. game and say you're the one that's going to win the Super Bowl or lose the Super Bowl my bet is that you're going to lo- cost us the Super Bowl and that's what they did last time now it is again it is a, a very creative run system, and it's awesome to watch. It really yeah. is. When it's a playoff uh, game and from an O-lineman's perspective and you're watching it, like they are extremely creative with how they get the ball. Debo is a running back in a wide receiver's kind of frame, but he is awesome to watch. But Jimmy is the Achilles heel of the 49ers, offense at mm-hmm. least. And, you know, they're – as they go, the, these schemes are going to be there to make sure that he throws the ball. So, you know, can the, the Packers stop the run enough to make Jimmy have to throw the ball and say, you know what, Jimmy, you're going to go. I'm going to say Jimmy as many times as I can. Jimmy, you're going to go uh, play up against Aaron and see which one's going to throw further and keep the ball moving. My odds are on Aaron Rodgers. But, again, I, I just have from a 49er, if I was a 49er fan, I would not be very confident in Jimmy G's abilities. Um, that being said, um, who knows how long he's there for? Is Trey Lance the answer? I don't know, but can't be any worse. I, I just, if I like how the Niners are constructed. So I, uh, you know, that team is built. They can, they can win any way. You know, they can, they can well, maybe not throw the ball 50 times, but they can stop you on defense. They can, they play the pass really well. They play the run really well. They get after the quarterback. They're lucky um, to get out know, of that. Bosa got a concussion, eh? So yeah. I don't know if he's going to be back or not next week, but that's a big, a big loss. Yeah, like he a, was he was in Dak's face. Like his head snapped back. Oh yeah, was, he was, in, uh, and it was on a teammate. Yeah, he like <clears> hit a teammate. teammate. Yeah, that, I mean that's if he's not there next week, that's a huge loss. That's also why I think uh, Dallas started getting a bit of a second wing. Dak started to stop having Bosa in his face all uh, all the time, but yeah. Bosa was just 
running ransack over some, you know, historically good offensive linemen. Maybe they're starting yeah. to to show their their age a bit, but um, you know, well, they he need was on Bosa Lyle back. Collins most of the game, I think, uh, and uh, that's a that's an that's older a tough guy matchup for Collins. You know, he's an older guy. You know, Ty- yeah. Tyron Smith is on was on the other side, but let's uh, let's let's uh, um, address the elephant in the room. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys, you know, I think I don't know too many people that picked the Niners. Actually, I do know a handful of people within the UC picked the Niners, but everybody thought the Cowboys were, you know, more talented and going in with all this. And they've got, you know, all the wide receivers, C.D. Lamb and Wilson and Amari Cooper. And you got the two running backs. You got the big offensive line, Zach Martin, one of the best tackle uh, guards in the NFL. Penalties. Just penalties killed them. Fourteen penalties, and they were all timely. And when they were making their run towards the end of the game, and where they, they were had an legit to penalties, get the ball back. You know, we got Randy Gregory with the stupid hands to the face or whatever he whatever it was. Actually, he held a no. He uh, held and tackled a lineman. Oh uh, yeah, on a pull. The guy was pulling pull. and he tackled. I mean, the hands to the face was Ottawa's own Neville Gallimore who had right. the hands to the face. Right, which, which is sucks. a tough one because you know. It's a, that's a tough penalty, but that's a the, tough the one where the one on Gregory, I thought was pointless. What like, what are you doing? You know, I, I get, I, I get that you're, you got to run through the lineman, but you're grabbing them and tackling them. Like, yeah. He just, he's trying to make sure he doesn't get up to the linebackers and sometimes they hold order, but I've never seen like a straight tackle that, that way. But all so, these penalties, I mean, like, yeah, they, they were penalized a lot, but you yeah. watch the penalties. Those are all penalties and they're not even like, Close nope. to being non-calls. It's like, yep. oh, mate, let him play, ref. No, these are no. calls that you have penalties. to make. Yeah, yeah, full penalty. So, you know, there's, you know, you can't blame it on the refs. This, the whole, like, oh, the ref should have been up there faster or whatever. Watch the play. Like, it's it's funny when you're, you call, yeah, you call a quarterback draw and then blame the ref on it. One, I don't think a quarterback draw goes, if it's a, a field goal, you're trying to get in field goal position or something like that. I don't know, maybe. But the 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 ump, the back judge, is usually 10 to 12 yards behind the play anyway. And mm-hmm. then you say, you're just going to, boom, drop and go and expect this ref, middle-aged ref, to be as fast as Dak and get his butt down there at the same time. He's also not watching Dak as much as he is watching for holding calls and, and, mm-hmm. and hands to the face and all those other things that are happening. That's not his responsibility. And then he sprinted down as fast as he could, but everybody's like, oh, he should have been faster. He should have been – come on. That's the kind of stuff where I'm just like, you, you want to like find any excuse, that's fine. I didn't like the call. I didn't no. like the – at that juncture, that's a risk. And, and all you're really leaving yourself is, I mean, they could have had two shots at the end zone from wherever they were there. It was about the 40. Yeah, the best they were doing there was was basically spike it and you got one chance. So, I don't know. I didn't I didn't necessarily like it. You know, you throw to the end zone with all the athletes that they had. I mean, you could get a, you can get an interference penalty. There's lots of things that can happen. I, I didn't like the call. Above all else, above the fact that the referee and the touching, the umpire had to touch the ball, I get all that stuff. I just didn't like the call. I didn't like that the, the risk-reward was just it didn't make sense for me. So, I mean, is that on McCarthy or is that on uh, the Kellen Moore, who supposedly is this new guru genius offensive guy? When Meanwhile, you've got Eric Bieniemy who hasn't sniffed a, a I'm literally writing yet. this down to make sure that I bring that up when you start bringing yeah, it. Yeah, ridiculous. I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, I mean, I do get it. I think we can. We all know what's going on, but let, let's we'll talk about that some other day. But uh, anyway, I just thought, yeah, I hey, one there's one uh, African American coach in the NFL right now. One. Two. Who's the second guy? Saleh. 
Oh, I don't think he's. Uh, I don't think he's. I'm not sure he's African American, my friend. Uh, I don't know. He's the NFL. The NFL. There was a, an article saying there's only currently only one African American coach in the NFL. Obviously, okay. Mike Tomlin. Um, well, he's maybe, a minority, maybe, I guess. But he's definitely. He definitely looks a lot like sort of my a little bit darker than I am. But uh, anyway, uh, all that to say, you know, I don't know what's going on. But let's stick to the football game. We can. This could be. That could be a whole other conversation. But Cowboys. I mean, they're going. They've. They've already said they want to retain Mike McCarthy. What do you what do you think about the Cowboys and is it coaching is it just a bad decision what do you think Um I mean penalties are generally you know as much as it's not the coach making the penalties it's a culture thing too right and uh, you know the Cowboys were penalized it's not just this game they were penalized quite a bit throughout the season and it's kind of on the coach to establish a culture and consequences for the penalties and and really you, you know what I mean? Like, Bilicek is not going to stand for teams that have that many penalties. You know what I mean? He's going to deal with it. McCarthy is a little bit too, uh, I don't know, I want to say too loose or whatever it happens to be. Like, he's just not the guy. I think they need a better, more disciplined coach on there. It's not Kellen Winslow or mm-hmm. uh, whatever. Kellen Moore, Kellen Winslow. It's not Kellen no. Winslow either, but it's, yeah. not, it's, it's not Kellen Moore um, yeah. as the guy for that. Like, they need somebody – um, somebody different than that. Yeah. Um, but that's, I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. I'm not a big McCarthy fan. Like he, you know, he had some success in Green Bay and stuff, but I just feel like he's, again, he's just not that guy. Mm. I don't know. I, I, you know what? I he's one of those when he was in Green Bay. He, I mean, he had Aaron Rodgers and they had Jordy Nelson and uh, Greg Jennings and they had some they had some talent there. Really good offensive line. Um. You know, I don't know what kind of leader of men he he is overall. Um, so, I, I, the jury's out. I mean, I think Dallas is a tough place to coach any way you slice it because of the owner. Um, you know, discipline. Yeah, whoever wrote that, you're absolutely right. It was completely discipline because uh, on paper, I thought Dallas was a better team. But hey, that's the way the cookie crumbles. And uh, you know, if I'm the Cowboys, I don't blow it up quite quite yet. But uh, you definitely consider maybe some coaching changes or some philosophical changes and. Uh, and write that ship because you got all the you got all the the, the parts are there right the parts are there to have a, a, a Super Bowl championship type caliber team, all the young guys on defense and all the weapons on offense. It doesn't make this this score doesn't make a lot of sense. But kudos to the Niners. I'm going to give I want to give them the credit. They won the yep. game. Penalties aside, they won the game. They went out and they took the game. So good for them. A couple of key um, uh, key things I'd say for this one. Uh, I think the Cowboys need to trade Zeke. I, I trade him I now, 100%. get as much as you can for him. Uh, yeah. Tony Pollard is is Very better good. in my books, in my yeah. opinion. Trade him, get what you can for him. I'm not sure about Dak. Yeah, he's probably locked in for too much, whatever. But Zeke is a guy you got to go. I just didn't feel like he even brought any hunger to that. And then uh, just a, an interesting stat: uh, Kaepernick's been away from the game for four years, and he has more playoff victories mm-hmm. than Dak and Tony Romo combined still. Anyway, I saw that. I saw that. All right. It reminded me of uh, <laughs> just if we're, if we're talking stats and sports, the Timo Meyer scored five goals last yeah. night for the San Jose Sharks. <laughs> and he scored five goals in a game. The Habs leading scorer for the season has seven. So it's kind of that uh, one of those things. But, you know, these droughts, it'll end. Cowboys fans, if you're, I mean, I don't know too many of them. Scott Endicott being the one. Um, hang in there. Charlie the Sanford. I'm with you with Zeke, though. Yeah, yeah. Get rid of Zeke. Beat it. Uh, oh, oh yeah, Mike. For sure, we're, we're definitely right now. Yeah, 
we just have one more game to, to oversee, and we won't spend any time on that. Real quickly, just, uh, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs um, dismantled the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I mean, we had that first, yeah. Look, we had that first sack where, you know, the strip sack or whatever, I can't remember, it was a fumble snap maybe where T.J. Watt took it in for a score. It was 7-0. It was, uh... I, honestly, I, I got excited because, hey, we scored a touchdown. We're actually winning. But never in my heart did I think we're going to win this game. When you... When but you, you wanted to see Ben throw one more touchdown. You needed to see him do something. I, I wasn't expecting anything. I actually thought, okay, when they, when they forced Kansas City to punt on their first two possessions, I said, if you don't score a touchdown here offensively, uh, you forcing Kansas City to punt, which is rare, uh, and you can't even get a field goal. I mean, I, they were in big trouble when they couldn't capitalize on those first two, like three and outs or whatever Kansas City put up. So, you know, they scored the seven on defense. That's nice. And then all of a sudden, it was like it was like Andy Reid was being nice. He's like, you know what? It's time to unleash Tyreek Hill. And they, I remember they made a, a – it was like a 25-yard out uh, – 25, 25-yard pass towards the sideline to Hill. And he kind of wiggled and juked. And I'm like, uh-oh. And then it, it just blew up. And before I – I literally went to the bathroom. I came back down. It was 21-7. to 7. <laughs> So, I'm like, this is trouble. So, you know, Kansas City, they, just too much firepower. And it was – one team beating another team and the one team who won was the better team like overall quarterback offensive line defensive line. there wasn't a position on the field where pittsburgh was better maybe tj watt and that's pretty much it so uh, all the credit to the kansas city chiefs pittsburgh was listless they've been all year they're tough to watch on offense it's tough to watch them play offense and deontay johnson i mean how this guy is considered a wr1 i have no idea and I've been saying it all year, Brock. I sound like a broken record. He's got drops. He doesn't complete routes. He uh, he he's just uh, his body language. If the ball doesn't come to him, or if you know if the ball's overthrown, he'll turn and he'll flail his arms. It's Ben Roethlisberger back there, bud. He's he's making you. You got a hundred rece- receptions because of him. Um, I'm I'm just I'm sick of of him being considered as an, a wide receiver one. I hope Pittsburgh reconsiders. You know, Claypool at least has the size to, you know, you can do some other things with him. If you want to keep him and work with him, that's fine. But, you know, Deontay Johnson, give me a break. Give me a break. <sighs> anyway, congratulations to the Chiefs. Uh, that's a good team over there. I mean, that's a good team. It's true. But that's a it, good team. I like the Chiefs. But Jackson Mahomes now makes me despise the Chiefs. <laughs> I can't talk about him. No, I can't. And, like, I'm in the process of legally changing my son's name because of it. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, Jackie boy. Love you, Jackie boy. (laughs) All right. I don't know. I have nothing else to add. Um, uh, Happy trails to Ben Roethlisberger. He's clearly retiring. He hasn't officially said it yet, but um, great career, Hall of Fame career, uh, two Super Bowls, three appearances. And not one single season in 18 years where they were below 500. That's remarkable. So um, kudos to him. I mean, how many offensive lines did he have to go through? How many players? How many personnel changes? And all in all, never worse than 8-8. Eight and eight. you got to give the man some credit. Yeah. Hey. Sure. Some credit. Yeah. No. I mean, whatever. And Ben left his, his mark on it. I'm just... I'm really curious for the offseason. I want to know with the draft. I want to know what the process is. Like, is Dwayne Haskins going to be your guy? Are you getting somebody else? Like, hey. I'm looking at the draft and see who might be a good fit, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, all things we can look at uh, as we uh, we move on with the offseason. But it's going to be well, Tomlin, uh, wholly, totally different for you next season. Mike Tomlin had a press conference today, and he was asked that question. And he said, 
uh, you know, everything's on the table. So they asked him, you know, are you going to draft? Are you going to look to get a veteran guy in here while you still have this window? He said, everything's on the table, including Rudolph and Haskins battling out if they if they happen to not be able to find. And he, he was really, uh, he praised Dwayne Haskins for his hard work, and he likes Haskins. Uh, and I like I liked Haskins in the preseason. He's mobile. He's got a good arm. Um, you know, he worked hard all year. So we'll see what happens. I suspect they'll they'll check in with guys like Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers when the season's over, and we'll see what happens there. You know, if they could bring in a veteran guy and uh, solidify You're not, the offensive line, yeah. you know, who knows? The thing with you bringing those guys in, like, you need to be ready and say, we're just missing this. You talk about the receivers in Pittsburgh. Those aren't attracting either of those guys to come and play there. So Definitely it's not, not. going to be just a quarterback plug and play. So I don't think Pittsburgh's really that super attractive for guys like that that are really looking to, to chase that next ring and, and get a couple more before they retire. They're not mm-hmm. ready for that. Anyway, those are all discussions we can have later. I think it's really going to be a, a new building thing for, for the Steelers. Yeah, and, and it's uh, exciting. We'll see it. what happens. Yeah. We'll see what happens. The last game, Monday night. All right. Cards yeah. at the Rams. Another, another stinker. It was a stinker. I mean, Kyler Murray played as bad, I think, as I've ever seen. Um, well, yeah. A, a quarterback who had higher expectations and was a, a, a key player all season. Like, it was horrible. Like, he didn't – He we, everything I said that Josh Allen was doing well – Kyler Murray did exactly the opposite. He wasn't mm-hmm. decisive. He wasn't throwing the ball when he was supposed to. When he started mm-hmm. running, he didn't even commit to the run. He was trying to like shuffle past somebody, then like dink like stuff that Josh Allen had done in the past, which mm-hmm. would drive me nuts. Kyler Murray was doing everything and he just couldn't even shake it. I mean, you throw the shortest pick six in NFL history of three yards to uh yeah. long or whatever, picks it up and, and catches it. Do you know who had the longest one? James Harrison. No. Yeah. No. It happened last year. Actually, it was t- tied two of them the for 100, 100, yeah, 101 yards. Two of them have 101 yards. One was George Teague um, back in oh, 94 or something like that. Yeah, right. Packers and Lions. Uh, but there was one that happened last year. I must be thinking just Super Bowl. That's what I'm thinking. I'm, uh, uh, you got me. Anyway, it's Teron Johnson from the Bills versus the Ravens in 2021. 101-yard. Great pick. That was awesome. Just checking. I want to make sure I had that. But, yeah, Um, hey, hey. shout-out to Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford uh, finally wins a playoff game. You know, I saw that clip. They uh, showed the longest. I don't know if you saw it, too. We'll probably share the same thing. The longest unedited clip or uncut clip in like NFL films history, which is the one where he was against the Browns at home and he got clobbered for a touchdown pass, but broke his collarbone or something like that. And then he came back in through the, anyway, just, I don't know. I know he's a Georgia bulldog, but I feel for him. He he did everything he could in Detroit. So I was really happy to see him get a win last night. Cam Akers looked really good too. That was his first win, first playoff win. It was also OBJ's first playoff win, and I got to give credit where credit is due. He's finally yeah. he's fit in the last three, four weeks, and I thought his coming out party was against Baltimore. Uh, they were on the road a couple weeks ago. Um, OBJ has been good, and he hasn't been like demonstrative either. Like he's been he's been good, and finally we're seeing some some of his talents, you know. And I think they're using him the right way though too, right? It helps that he has some weaponry on the other side, but like they're using him how they should use him. Hook routes, shorter routes. I mean, he does. He doesn't run the deep routes as well as he used to. So I just like the way they are using him. And you know, he threw for a touchdown, which I thought was kind of cool. And 
Um, he threw for a touchdown? I saw him throw for four yards or whatever. No, I don't know. Was it a touchdown? No, he threw a pass. It wasn't, may not have been a touchdown, but it was a, it was a, it was a great play. He had more Um, yards. Like he threw a 40 yard pass. He had more yards at that point in the game than than Murray Murray had. Yeah. Yeah. So kudos to them. The Rams on defense, I think we're starting to see what they, what they envisioned when they brought in Vaughn Miller and, you know, now they got Eric Weddle back there. The 37-year-old vet comes out of retirement for the playoffs. Not too shabby, eh? So that's a nice team they've got, you know. Shout out um, to Raheem Morris, man. Their D.C. is doing some fun things out there. But he's got a lot hey, of tools, a lot of toys to play with. Sure. You know, another guy who, got, you know, should get another coaching sniff. I mean, I don't think he had the – he got the sort of a raw end of the deal there. So there's some great coaching candidates. We're seeing these co- coordinators, but um, – I got nothing else to add. That was an awful game to watch. I almost fell asleep. But the the Rams, if the Rams and Niners win the NFC Championship, would not win the, the NFC, NFC Championship, West. but make the NFC Championship, then yeah, two teams yeah. from NFC West would be in there. That's correct. Yeah, which would be when was the last time that happened? Seattle was Seattle in the NFC West. Uh, Seattle and Niners. Can it actually happen, or is it just because of the new format? Because there's extra teams that that mm. it can work. You know what I mean? Like it may not have been even math like systematically possible for it to happen back in the Maybe, day. Maybe, yeah. This was also well, something that that was brought up that how cool it would be if Tom invited Kaepernick to try out. You know what? Like, I was saying a couple of years ago that they should have had brought him in as a backup, uh, you know, the year that uh, Roethlisberger got hurt. They went with Mason Rudolph. But Kaepernick was like, again, he, he took a team to the Super Bowl, you know, and then he got the raw end of the deal when uh, San Francisco started to rebuild after that team. They lost Anquan Bola and a few of those guys. I think he sort of got the short end of the stick there. Um, I, I think that window's closed. I'm not sure if Kaepernick is now an NFL quarterback anymore. You know, the years have gone by. I mean, he might be able to come back, and Jeff Garcia did it at a later age. But anyway, we'll see what happens. But um, let's let's move on to this week's games. We're running out of time here. Uh, we were going to do an express show. That didn't happen. That never happens. But and let's uh, let's talk show. about the the matchups coming up this weekend. We've got two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday. Can I? Uh, I don't know if I can see it. I was going to try the second I camera look, but I uh, figured I wouldn't uh, I mess with something right. that didn't uh, work. So, um, if you have the actual like times, that's great. So there we go. Mikey's Mikey producer Mike is in the back and he's got us all set up. Bengals at Titans Saturday four thirty. It's right on the screen now. Atta boy. Is that producer Mike doing That's that? That's producer Mike back there. You just earned your pay for the week, kid. <laughs> it, the check may bounce, but yeah. anyway, well, hopefully it doesn't. Just add a zero. You earned it. I might have the wrong address as well. <laughs> All right. Uh, Bengals at Titans 430. Wow. Um, let's just let's, hold on a second. I know we're trying okay. to get through this. That's fine. I would like to week. point out. Now you can't see. Oh, yeah, you can see the bottom here. The records our pick records. So producer Mike, not only is producer Mike picking up the slack in the back and really up in his game, kind of Matt Stafford style, but he's got a five and one record in the picks and is leading us. I'm at four and two at number two and P dog and (laughs) fact checker Curtis are stuck at three and three. Now Curtis is in Costa Rica. So I don't think we're going to get his picks today. Um, So he's going to get let off easy, but the three of us are going to do that. So let's get to it. And I'm a week three and three because I took the Chiefs. I would normally have taken my Steelers, so uh, I could have been easily two and four. Um, so Titans are oh, minus three and a half. Wow. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to take the Titans for the and them to cover. Uh, I just I don't like the Bengals on the road for this game. Um, if the roles were reversed, I'd say hmm, maybe, but they're at home. Derrick Henry's back in town. Uh, they're rested. 
Henry's their healthy. Defense was, Henry's healthy. Uh, they're rested, and their front four is uh, is going to cause some serious problems for the Cincinnati Bengals. So, Bengals fans, you're you're there. You're not quite there yet. Specifically, the second half of the Raiders game, and now moving on to Tennessee. I got Tennessee covering. Tennessee covers. Producer Mike says Tennessee covers, although I'm trying to get him on the screen if he wants to. Okay. And uh, I think, oh, man. It's a tough matchup. It's tough, but on the road, there's producer Mike. I, I Listen, I can't afford any, I can't afford you. You're going to price yourself out of the market if you keep doing this good work. <laughs> I get I get this banner. That's enough for me. Okay. <laughs> works. It works. We went with the orange today, too. I don't know. I think it's tough for the, it, uh, you know what, <laughs> screw it. I'm going with the, the Bengals. Okay. All right. Got to be a little bit Good different call. here. I like it. Um, game two, producer Mike, who we got the uh, late game? It's the Packers at hosting 49ers. The 49ers. Oof. You know, uh, I, I just, my heart my heart says 49ers, but my like legit, logically, I think the Packers at home, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he, they've got a, they've had two weeks to prepare. I got. I'm going to go with Green Bay. Packers is five and a half. I do, I, I don't think they cover, but I think it, I think Green Bay. All right, I'm I got Green the Bay. Packers too. Mike has to go with the Packers. He's a Packers fan. I so we're the, we're all on the cheese. You hands? hate bet. You hate betting on your team. I do because that way either you lose this stupid thing, which means nothing, and you're still happy, or you consolation prizes. Well, at least I picked them. But I'm gonna I'm gonna park my my preference and i'm gonna say green bay uh actually i'm a little disappointed with the spread that that they're not favored more but yeah so i'm taking green boy uh, to cover okay all right all right which was the early game sunday is that the bills and the chiefs no that's got to be prime time yeah that's bucks three o'clock oh it's up so that's uh, these rams guys are going to be used to it's going to be like a 12 o'clock game for them which kind of sucks but uh, the Bucks are favored I'm, by three. No, I'm going Rams. I think the Rams win this based on what I saw. If they can, if they can play anywhere like they played uh, against uh, the Arizona Cardinals, I think the Rams win. And I think we see, I, I, I think we see some real serious problems in Tampa Bay. I think we see like some talk about maybe Tom Brady retiring after this. I think this is this is the kind of game that if the Rams dominate, can really. Um, We'll, we'll all start questioning what happens next year with Tom. Okay. I think, I think uh, Pep said the exact same thing wildcard weekend. <laughs> well, yeah. If, well, the Bucks didn't lose, but had they lost, had then, they lost yeah, we'd be that. doing it. So <laughs> it will just like r- r- roll it back. Another one. Yeah. This is a whole different beast though. My friends, I think the Rams can really bring the heat. Yeah. I got the and Rams. Tristan Wirfs might be out. You know, he's on a walking boot, and, you know, he's going to be you, a game-time decision. Yeah, that's actually one of the keys to that because their Rams' D-line is just ridiculous. If you can stop the run yeah. and get that those guys pin their ears back, it's going to be a yep. nightmare. And Brady is historically bad with guys with pressure in his face. Aaron Donald's the best in the business. He should be watching himself, too. He's gotten some fist fights during the game against the Cardinals, and the last thing you need is an Aaron Donald to be suspended. So Imagine. get your head out of your butt there, Aaron Donald. I'm, my mm. name is Pierre if you're looking for me. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> also, oh, he always does that to me. Also, Vaughn Miller looked uh, five years younger. 
Well, they're fresh. They, they knew they knew what was going on. They, they they've kept these guys. I don't think they 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 didn't overwork Von Miller during the regular season. They knew that they needed these guys for the playoffs. They were definitely going to make the playoffs. Uh, I don't think Fournette's back. I don't think Fournette's back. That's been, I mean, from a big bruiser type back, like he's he's important there. But um, yeah, I like uh, Cam Akers. Like to me, he's a big difference maker too for uh, for the Rams. Like he's a totally different back. So now you're talking about a backfield in in L.A. that's better with uh, Akers and um, uh, Michelle. You know what I mean? They're yep. anyway. But I think the key is the pressure up front, like you said. Yep. So uh, you going Rams, Mikey? So I, I'm taking Rams. Yep. To cover. We're all, are we all on the Rams too? Yeah. Oof. Okay. And then the late game. The late game. Let's go, Buffalo. Oh, man. You you know, you brought up a good point about the Bills and consistency, and we talked about, like, it felt like that was their Super Bowl last week. You know, they came out, the fans were going nuts, the, the energy was high. I'm I I got to take Kansas City this uh, this week because the, only because I mean these teams are so evenly matched only because they have the championship pedigree right now and they still have the Bills number and it's at home it's going to be a wild ruckus crowd um, the key to them obviously winning is stopping Josh Allen's feet because I think they could stop the pass I actually do think they can stop the pass it's going to be cold probably the line is KC um, minus two and a half mm, I I I'm going to take the Chiefs. Um, in this one and it breaks my heart because I know a lot of great friends of mine who are Bills fans but uh, I just saw, what I saw last week was just an unstoppable offense. All right. On both sides actually, but I'm taking the Bills. The Bills are going to go into KC. It's going to be a little chilly and the Bills are going to walk in there and they're going to be like this is like t-shirt weather. We're in somewhere hot because of what they've been used to playing in Buffalo. So this is going to be wonderful for them. And Josh Allen is going to look over and he's going to see Jackson Mahomes doing his TikTok or whatever. And he's going to say, no, 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 let's go. And hopefully he gets as fired up as I do. Cause man, I would be taking sideline shots every time I could. I'd be like, Oh, I'm out losing my balance into this frigging Mahomes guy. I want to clarify something. I'm, I'm taking the Chiefs because I think they'll win, but I'm cheering for the Bills hard, and I'm, I hope I'm wrong. I hope you're wrong, too. And yep. uh, fact-checker Curtis is in Costa Rica right now, and he's probably listening, and the pep curse has been put on KC right here, right here, <laughs> the pep curse. Mike, who you got? Five and one, Mike. Uh, I'm making my prediction the same reason I'm, I took the Rams is the reason I'm going to take the Bills. They're peaking at the right time, and I think they're going to ride that uh, uh, to a win on Sunday. All right. The picks are in, and we will not have a tie next weekend, that's for sure. So I go on my own for the Bengals. Pep goes on his own for KC. And then the NFC, we seem to be all in agreement of where that's going to go. Hopefully we're right. Um, I usually put my money where my marker is, so hopefully we'll uh, – we'll be able to uh, afford dinner the next day. <laughs> anyway, on that, again, we went a little bit long. Super wild card weekend is awesome. Football playoffs are awesome. I hope everybody enjoys themselves. Do you have anything you want to wrap up with, Pep? Not really. Um, keep an eye on uh, some wheeling and dealing in the NBA Trade deadline approaches. We'll see what the Raptors do or don't do because they're sitting at 20 and 18 right now, which is a decent record. 
and there's all kinds of chatter coming out of Indiana and them blowing up their team, and there's some nice pieces on that team. So, um, you know, if you want to chime, if you're a Raptors fan, you want to chime in and, and say who, who would you give up on the Raptors? Who would you give up to get uh, some quality players in return? I'd be curious to know. Um, was that Mike? Sorry, I missed that last one. Mike said they, they owe the Chiefs a punch in the face from last year. They certainly do, my friend. They certainly do. And Jackson Mahomes would be the first in line, hopefully. He just screams, punch me in the face. Screams wow. it. Producer Mike, as always, that was wonderful. I appreciate the banners. That's even better. Uh, we are going out to a song that was number one on September 19th, 2004. Do you know why I picked that date, Pep? No, I don't. That was Ben Roethlisberger's first NFL football game. Nice, buddy. Nice. Be nice, everybody. Have fun. Enjoy sports. We'll see you guys next week.